Hello, and welcome to the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast, keeping you up to date with all the latest news in the realtor world. I'm Kelly, and today we have a very special episode for you about the legal issues that surround teams and the independent contractor status. Recently, we sat down to record multiple legal update sessions with Betsy Urbans, our General Counsel and VP of Legal Services, and Vicki Munson, our legal hotline attorney, to update you on many of the latest legal issues facing the realtor community. These conversations provide vital information to keep your business safe. Today, we are bringing you their conversation about teams and independent contractor status. So without any further delay, here's Betsy and Vicki from a portion of the latest legal update. One of the things that pops up in regards to team is when a team has hourly employees, how they're compensated. And you always want to look at if those are licensed members of a team or unlicensed members of a team. Um, the other item is if there's unemployment claims. And once again, that would be, you know, has this person been treated as an employee? So you have to be real careful there when you're structuring your team where everybody stands and how they're compensated. You'll remember that here in Illinois, the, the managing broker is still responsible for the supervision of all team members. It's still their shop. They still have that responsibility and that right to supervise all of those team members and licensees that are there. We'd also want to remind our members that teams, they can't be set up as an LLC or a corporation or illegally formed as those in Illinois. And that's important to know. Um, I think some people might set up a team and maybe get a little bit carried away, and before you know it, they're running almost a a full-time brokerage under a sponsoring brokerage, and that's not allowed. Um, A lot of teams will go ahead and set up team agreements with their team members, and as a sponsoring broker or managing broker, you should really get a copy of those agreements. Now you'll always remember that as sponsoring broker you do have to have either an independent contractor agreement or employment agreement, some kind of written agreement with all of your licensees there that you sponsor. And I would tell folks it's important to get a look at those team agreements as well because what if there's a conflict between the team agreement that the agent has signed and it also conflicts with the independent contractor agreement or employment agreement that the sponsoring broker has with the agent. So you'd want to sort of get those things sorted out earlier on to make sure the brokerage runs smoothly. Other items to consider when you're dealing with teams or independent contractor type activities would be our state license law, especially in regards to agency issues. So how does the team operate? Is it set up so that it's one team member or all team members cover all of the files, they represent all of the buyers and all of the sellers? Or is it structured so that there's some kind of firewall between files and clients so that the confidential information of each of the clients are protected? or is it just all one big file and everybody knows everything about the files and it's sort of a one-for-all, all-for-one type situation. So that should be sorted out whenever a team decides to get together, you know, how the agency issues are going to work out, if there's dual agency issues that will have to be considered as well. And then, of course, employment law, 
and also the business operations of your brokerage all should be considered when you're analyzing any teams or independent contractor or employee matters within your brokerage. Right, and I, as I was listening to you go down the points, all the points are extremely valid. And just to kind of hammer home some of the things to remember, some takeaways, I guess, if you will. Uh, number one, that you could be a sponsoring broker or a managing broker running a real estate brokerage company, treating all of your sponsored licensees as independent contractors but you still do have that license duty of some amount of supervision. And that is sort of the conflict between real estate licensees being able to act as independent contractors and do it their own way. But also you have then that regulated license law, consumer protection duty as a broker to oversee your people. So you have license law. So if you want to treat your licensees as independent contractors, you can. You must have that written agreement that calls for that. And there is a limit on to what you can control subject to the license law constraints. But also keep in mind <clears throat> this other takeaway that there are other laws out there. There's the Internal Revenue Code that has its own test for independent contractor versus employee, which the Internal Revenue Code actually has a really good test for licensees that if you're licensed, if you have a written agreement, and if you get paid substantially all of your income by commissions, you can be treated as an independent contractor, at least for tax purposes. It fits really nicely in our industry. <laughs> and, you know, I always I always say I can't believe I'm agreeing with the Internal Revenue Code, but <laughs> that is the test that is probably one of the best, that if we could get everywhere for uh, real estate licensees, that'd be great. Um, and then you've got the Fair Labor Standards Act, you've got Wage Collection Act, you have unemployment insurance, you have uh, workers' comp, and they all have different definitions of employees, some of them have real estate people exempted, some do not. Mm -hmm. So you really need to be aware if you're a managing broker in your office and talk to those tax and legal professionals about how you are classifying your people. That's for licensees. Now I'm gonna make a blanket statement and um, lawyers always hate to say always or never, mm -hmm. but if you have unlicensed people in your office, whether they are employed by the team which they could be because they're not subject to license law. So if you have a big team, mm -hmm. and if you're the sponsoring broker or you're the designated managing broker, you could allow the team to pay your unlicensed people as employees, but you want to be darn sure that they're doing all the withholdings and they're providing all the benefits that they need to be providing mm -hmm. because it's your name on the sign, so it's probably coming back to you. And you can elect to also be the one that pays them as employees. But I always take myself down side roads to get back to the point that if you have unlicensed employees in a real estate brokerage office or in a team, they're almost always going to be employees <laughs> because somebody's telling them what to do, the unlicensed people. True. It's going to be very hard for them if they're unlicensed personal assistants or unlicensed in some way to be independent contractors.
if they're mm -hmm. serving that support function. So not always. You might hire an independent, I don't know, unlicensed person to do something, come paint the walls. But if it's a, a personal assistant, they're going to be getting direction from somebody. Right. Even if they're hourly, they'll, they'll probably right. be employees. I think the nature of a personal assistant right. is that. Right, exactly. right, exactly. It's Taking orders and they're doing things. Yeah. Personal assistant. Right. Um, and then, you know, real estate licensees can be hired as employees. There's no law against it. The, the only thing the license law requires is that they have a written agreement with their sponsoring broker, and if they want to, they can be treated as employees, but they should make that choice and they have that choice. So there you have it. We hope that portion of the new legal update gives you a better understanding of teams and independent contractor status. For more resources to help your practice, check out the Your American Dream campaign toolkit on the American Dream member page of our website. You'll find downloadable tools you can share with your clients, answers to frequently asked questions, and more to help you grow your business. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Illinois Realtors Weekly Podcast. As always, give us a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. And if you want any more content, simply search for Illinois Realtors on your favorite social media. We'll see you next week.